spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 100th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. A whole fucking century. Yeah. Right now we're sitting in the old people's home, missing our great grandkids, just wishing to die. <laughs> we're catching up to Obama in age right now. A hundred yeah. cent, a hundred, hundred years. We're almost just there. A, just a few thousand off. So. <laughs> I it's funny because I catch myself constantly making jokes about oh I bet Obama's birth certificate's hidden in there, um, and people kind of look at you and I'm like I'm sorry that's just like literally one of my favorite conspiracies ever and I'm I'm never gonna let that go. Whenever I make a joke like that where the other person has no idea what I'm talking about, even though it's a, like an A and B conversation, I just say oh sorry it's an inside joke you wouldn't get it. <laughs> well I. Where you are located, I could definitely see people being like, yeah, where the hell is that thing? Yeah, fuck Obama. Yeah, you can get that a lot if you made that joke. <laughs> or just or just mentioning Obama would probably piss them off. But Ooh. I always make sure to mention President Biden. You got to say the President Biden. Oh, first, they don't like that, huh? No, they don't. They don't think he's actually president. So I See, I know Trump did a speech last Sunday, and I thought... It was going to drum up more attention. Uh, it seems like kind of a dud. Oh, at the CPAC convention. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it was uh, Ted Cruz's speech, his his little stand-up live that got all the attention. Oh, Him making jokes it? about flying to Cancun. Yeah, he's a uh, real upstanding citizen. That's all we can say. Hey, his kids wanted to go on vacation. What are you going to do? We got Texans yeah. freezing to death, but he, you know, the kids, you know, the kids. Yeah, okay, asshole. Yeah. The the funny thing is, during the 2016 primary elections, it was really famous video of his kids were trying to get off the bus. I think he has like two daughters. They were trying to get off the bus, and he was standing there with like in front of the cameras, trying to give them a hug, and they pushed him away like he was a stranger. <laughs> it was great, probably the greatest video like during the whole primary campaign. That's awesome. Oh my god, that's awesome. Well, Phil, before we get into this mega avalanche of a episode here uh you wanted to talk about some news yeah so it was about a year ago this month when the cardinals my new favorite team now that they're good picked up uh d hop deandre hopkins in the landmark fuck houston texans trade that happened last year and we actually picked up their other really good player who is not their quarterback jj watt uh, we basically got him off of the the free market. The, he chose to go to Phoenix, so everybody's pretty happy about that. Most people in this state are probably are probably more fans of either the Denver Broncos or the Raiders, but everyone who's a Cardinals fan is pretty happy about it. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, those who don't know football, um, he was like probably the best defensive player for like 
six years in a row, and then he's had kind of a rash of injuries and played for a really shitty team. But uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. He chose the Cardinals, and he didn't immediately just try to get on like a Super Bowl team. Well, everyone thought that he'd try to go home and go to the Packers for his last little bit. And I think his maybe his brother plays for the Packers also, but the Cardinals shelled out the most money for him, so he chose to go here. Yeah, Green Bay is like negative 35 million right now. So yeah, I don't know if they can afford yeah. <laughs> him right now. But yeah, uh, hopefully I I did read a comment from it must be an like ex really salty person from the Texans and he was like oh JJ he only gives a shit about his stats he's not a team player I'm like okay we got salty alert salt in the wound in that guy when a defensive player who's known for being a sack king plays for individual stats it's only going to help your team because he's mauling the other quarterback right so I mean there is team defense but with that guy you just let him roam around and just let him eat right I'll just say I'm happy he didn't go to the Packers. But anyway, um, speaking of the state of Wisconsin, which probably has a good chunk of people who believe what we're about to talk about right now. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Go into the episode. What are we talking about for episode 100? So over the past century or so of podcast episodes, Cody and I have discussed conspiracy theories ranging on the plausibility spectrum from not even a little bit all the way to damn near plausible, and just about every step in between, including many, many topics that landed squarely on the Neil deGrasse Tyson's view of the simulation theory, which is, of course, 50-50. Thought to be settled long ago, the theory that the Earth is not a sphere and is, in fact, a flat disk has gained a great deal of traction throughout the years among certain segments of society, with believers having a great distrust in world governments, the mainstream media, and the cast of society in which the intelligent people, so-called, live in, who they believe actually have been looking down at them their entire lives. These people turning to the internet for a sense of community and self-empowerment, also searching for their own truth on those internet sites, purporting supposed proof of flat earth, along with answers to frequently asked questions that some of those pesky globetards might have. <laughs> those goddamn globe cucks and their frequently asked questions. Look, to be honest, I feel like the internet... Is the internet truly the only place uh, that the, the, a movement like this could have really taken hold and taken off? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's no coincidence that the rise of the internet has also been the rise of not only conspiracy theories in general, but also like flat earth. Like, yeah, you couldn't probably just go in like your break room at work and talk to grumpy ass Bill who's eating his peanut butter sandwich and be like, hey, Bill, you think the flat earth? What do you think about flat earth? Like Bill's going to give him a tombstone pile driver through the fucking table. Like, he, he, Bill ain't got time for that shit. Oh, definitely. He's got bills to pay. He's got a fucking <laughs> mortgage that he's upside down in his house. Yeah. His wife's probably cheating on him. Yeah. yeah doesn't give a fuck about he, flat He ain't earth. got time for flat earth horse shit. Definitely. These internet sites also give advice on how to come out to your family and friends as a subscriber to the truth about the earth's shape. Wow. Okay. The... <sighs> I didn't know this was actually a thing. 
on their website, but this is like legitimate cult stuff. Like honestly. No, oh, this is just like these are these aren't the official Flat Earth websites. These are just kind of like, you know. Oh, like, okay. These are yeah, no, this isn't the official Flat Earth. These are just like all these all these random Flat Earth websites and forums and all this stuff. Like people like giving advice. Like okay. on the forums. Okay. Let let's be real for one second though, Phil. How weird is it that we are actually saying the words <laughs> the real flat earth or official flat earth site? Yeah, I know. It's I mean, there is I'm gonna talk about the flat earth like the actual society, like the flat earth society, like its origins and stuff like that. But okay. it's you'll find out how old it actually is. It's fucking insane. I thought that shit was maybe a decade old. If that mm. it is much older than you okay. would imagine. Honestly, yeah. th- that's what I'm excited about. I'm ready to hear the the origin stories of this shit. Yeah, definitely. And of course, these sites also have the almighty and all important merchandise, the merch pages. Yeah. Just like every other fucking site on the internet nowadays. Honestly, I might wear one of their shirts ironically, but then I I truly believe people wouldn't get it and they'd assume that I actually believe the earth's flat. And I don't know if I want to be associated with that. Yeah, there was um, it was on Joe Rogan. His audio guy, audio video guy, Jamie, was wearing I think it was a couple years ago, but it was a shirt that said Round Earth Shill. (laughs) It was pretty good. (laughs) One of these conclaves of truth lies on the Internet chat forum Reddit. And I believe Cody has a story from Reddit for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this one actually is pretty, like, very recent, actually. Um, so apparently they took a poll. I'll read you the poll results after I read the, the guy's post there. The Wisconsin pharmacist who intentionally sabotaged hundreds of doses of the Moderna coronavirus vaccine because he thought COVID-19 was a hoax also believes the Earth is flat And the sky is actually a, quote, shield put up by the government to prevent individuals from seeing God. Now, they Ah. took a poll to ask if people actually on Flat Earth Society believe is the sky a shield put up by the government to stop people from seeing God. There's five votes um, out of five. What are you giving it percentage wise for yes or no split between five votes? Ooh, on that forum. Yeah, I'm going to give it I'm going to say three and two. So I'm going to say 60 percent pro. Shockingly, five for five for no five for five for no. Yeah. So there that I mean, that's too crazy for him. That's just too crazy for him. That's yeah, that's I mean, you really do wonder like who's visiting these Reddit sites. It's kind of I was talking to a friend of mine at work. We were talking about back on the do you remember the Yahoo chat sites do you remember doing all that shit when you were oh kid? yeah oh yeah yeah do you remember they had like the the lesbian chat sites and all of the dudes would always go on there mm-hmm. and i i bet it's like one of those situations where it's a bunch of round earthers just being on that site just kind of fucking with all of the you know they they think that they're talking to flat earthers but really it's just a bunch of round earthers talking to each other oh let me let me read you this one comment here then we'll we'll continue on with the history so this guy was commenting on that original shield from god thingy Mm. and it says just for fun try turning the argument around there are also people that believe round earth that are all for keeping the vaccine out of people's veins 
saying wild things like it's got 5G communication abilities and will control your mind and put up circuit diagrams of what they think the 5G modem design is in the vaccine. And it's really a circuit diagram of a guitar effects pedal. It would be equally unreasonable and dishonest to suggest that big round earth endorses that kind of mentality. So he's this guy's upset that people in the flat earth society are getting lumped in with those with, according to them, crazy conspiracies like 5G, um, COVID-19, all of that. So he doesn't like that. See, to him, flat earth is a normal belief. All that other stuff, that's too crazy. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, just Bill Gates. (laughs) Look at the fucking internet, you know? Right. It's all the proof you need. The thought that the world is flat has come and gone throughout the entire span of human history, usually disappearing among the educated and the elite after years of scientific thought, innovation, and acceptance had made a push against the tide of superstitious beliefs that exist in the absence of higher thought. Though eventually returning, usually after some great fall of civilization or a great pushback from religious organizations, upset that their tithing plates had become lighter in response to modern scientific methods. The first person in history credited with the belief in a spherical earth was influential ancient thinker Pythagoras in the 6th century BCE. Though it is also postulated that future thinkers at his school, known as Pythagoreans, had actually written out the theory and in keeping with the traditions of academia of the time, attributed it to a more influential man from their past. Though nevertheless, it is thought that Pythagoras believed that the earth was round, with the problem stemming from the fact that Pythagoras was more inclined to pass on his information orally rather than through literature, such as Plato. Gotcha. I don't know if I've ever heard of this guy, but I what I thought was it would be funny is if you said <laughs> ancient influential YouTuber Pe- <laughs> Pythagoras or whatever. <laughs> Pythagoras? Yeah, he's more famous for his his math theories. Ah. Uh, the Pythagorean theorem and all that stuff. So. so he probably got some ancient probably swirlies in the disgusting toilets they used to use back then. Yeah, considering how barbaric people were back then, I wouldn't even <laughs> want to know what the ancient equivalent was to a swirly. Well, Probably when, rape and being stabbed in the gut, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, well, once you look up, like, how the Romans wiped their ass, like, I don't know if you can ever... You you remember that thing? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've, I've learned so much about yeah. just everyday life in that time it's kind of fucking disgusting when you really (laughs) when you really look into because people think like oh it'd be great to go back in time to meet aristotle and plato and socrates and it's like no definitely not if you invited them just like fucking bill and ted that movie where they had i think it was aristotle come from or socrates come from the past into the future he was not housebroken he might have been the most best behaved man of his time, but if you brought him to the future, to our time, he would be like a wild fucking animal. Like you couldn't keep him in a room without him just embarrassing the fuck out of you. And yeah. Hey, perfect spot for him. We'll just take him to an Alabama Roll Tide game. He'll fit right in. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. People would be wondering why he's so tame. <laughs> Plato 
though receiving most of his direct education from Socrates, had traveled to Pythagoras's aforementioned school in southern Italy, learning Pythagorean's mathematics from the Pythagoreans, and would later write that he believed the earth was not flat. However, he wouldn't really offer any proof to go along with these beliefs, like some of the people who would come after him. Gotcha. Now, Socrates, is this where he learned butt stuff? Is this where Socrates learned butt stuff? Yeah, at his place. Where Plato learned butt stuff from Socrates? Yeah. Well, I mean, Socrates learned it from that guy, the first uh, uh, globe cuck, and then (laughs) (laughs) ancient globe cuck. That's what he is right now. The first ancient globe cuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine being one of those people and trying to just talk to a normal person about things. I (laughs) just, just, just the, the little bit of stuff, like obviously, you know, a great thinker, they built the foundation of science and just everything, but just trying to describe just a normal thing that we take for granted now to a peasant from that time would be fucking just, I don't know like how you would be able to do it. It'd be like Einstein trying to talk to a normal person. Yeah. Just sitting there thinking like, man, what a moron. (laughs) One ancient thinker that would offer some proof for a spherical Earth was Plato's student Aristotle, who would claim that the stars in the sky seen when in Cyprus and Egypt that were not present over the skies of Greece, and that the Earth must be a sphere that wasn't very large, so that the curvature of the Earth would not give observers on the ground the same perspective as someone hundreds of miles away. Okay, very, that's very smart. Mm. Though Aristotle's theory about a spherical Earth did hold up throughout the centuries, his view on why did not, as he believed that the Earth was the center of the universe, and that the reason that the Earth existed was because all of the heavier elements had fallen to the center of the universe, and that the moon, sun, stars and planets all orbit the earth on a celestial plane okay i mean with the technology that was available to him at that time i mean that's a pretty good guess you know you know what i mean i'm assuming he would see like um comets asteroids coming in burning up in the sky whatever and just assume that the earth was sucking them in that's what i would assume he was thinking yeah i mean it's not a bad theory for its time really Mm -hmm. just like you were saying Mm -hmm. i mean if you drop a rock it'll hit the ground and you got to think well what's causing that they didn't know what gravity was so they just imagine everything's being sucked to the center of the earth so that must mean that that's why everything and you got to think too on earth it appears like everything is revolving around the earth so yeah Yeah, really it must seem like this is the center of everything true very true The final ancient thinker that I will mention is Aristophanes, the famed scholar who utilized his position as chief librarian at the Library of Alexandria to study surveys that had been previously collected. These surveys he would use to very accurately come up with the circumference of the Earth and also the tilt of the Earth as it relates to the Sun. After about the 4th century BCE, there would no longer be any educated thinkers writing about the beliefs in a flat earth. These teachings would continue throughout the fall of the Roman Empire, still being passed down throughout the ages, mostly used to educate society's elite upper classes. In fact, the belief that Christopher Columbus had sailed across the Atlantic Ocean 
to prove that the Earth is round is actually a myth, and it was started by a 19th century writer, Washington Irving. Now, if you've heard of him before, he was also the author of Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. After Irving had written his book, The Life and Voyages of Christopher Columbus, which in fact became a runaway bestseller, the book would propel the liberties that Irving had taken with history and really putting them into the commonly held belief about the explorer's history. So are you saying he he wrote a fictional book that people took as nonfiction, kind of? Well, it was... So here's the thing that he did. So he spent some time in Spain uh-huh. and learned a lot about Christopher Columbus there and decided that he had a really interesting life. The problem is he wasn't necessarily a historian. He was a fiction writer. So he took a lot of liberties to kind of spice up the the story of Christopher Columbus. So he based it all on fact, but then he kind of peppered in some uh, some fun stuff. Okay. To, to push copies. Okay. So. How much butt stuff did he put in that one, you think? I have no idea how much butt <laughs> stuff, but it did become a runaway bestseller. So maybe a little bit. You know how much the Christians like their butt stuff. True. Well, I mean, there's a lot of it in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So that myth squashed. It was just because he spiced it up a little bit. He didn't. I wonder if he, I'm assuming he didn't include from what I've heard is that Christopher Columbus's was it his uncle or grandparent sent him to America to get rid of him because he was like an idiot? So they thought it was like a, um, what do they call that? Just like a pointless journey type of thing. And they didn't really oh, care like, if he died or not. Like he might drown in the Atlantic. Yeah, and- like they didn't really care what happened to him. He just like accidentally stumbled upon <laughs> North America, you know? That's, that's what I'd heard. Like he might accidentally like trip off the boat, fall in the ocean, and you know how there's salt. just like in life, there's always like that person who you in your mind like God, you should be dead from like just how like buffoonish and clumsy you are. Like yeah. he's literally like the ancient fucking Mister Magoo. He just <laughs> yeah, I've known a couple people in my life who <laughs> I just look at them. I once there was one person that I actually said out loud like, "How are you?" Like a even a semi-functioning adult. Like, <laughs> just, I just looked at it, I was like, how how do you how do you just go about your day? <sighs> With a careless attitude. I didn't have anything to say, but he understood. Here's the he thing. He just done something really stupid. So here's the thing though. I can't confirm that, but I'm almost positive I was watching like a history channel thing about him. Okay. And my understanding was that that was kind of why they sent him off, just to kind of like they wanted to know I was over there, but they didn't really care if he died on the way. So yeah. that's why, like, the Mayflower has, like, the Templar flags on it, or, like, the sigil, I guess, or whatever it is, the, like, uh, Red Cross. Did you watch this pre the History Channel going nuts or prior to? I don't know. It was a long oh. time ago. It was a long never, time ago. I'm just going to say, I don't know. It might be true, but I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know I know for sure it wasn't his goddamn idea to come over here. Yeah, I've taken I've taken a, a couple of history classes. I'm I've never heard that. So well, okay, what is the theory yeah. you heard? The theory I heard. So actually, the reason why Columbus had such a hard time finding a financier was not because of the shape of the Earth, but because it was believed that the Earth was too large to reach China going west, having to cross the both 
the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans without the knowledge of the American continents being there at all, and that a trip that vast would be impossible. Luckily for Columbus, though, he actually prescribed to an incorrect measurement of the Earth's circumference and not the one that Aristosthenes had come up with. Had he known for certain the true size of the globe, his voyage would have never been financed. Because they didn't, there, there was a thought that there was a landmass over here because the the Vikings had been over here and there was there was some idea that there was a landmass, but no one knew that there was two continents and how big they were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. <laughs> the, the connection that I saw about it was essentially ancient people, like you said, knew this continent existed and like they were somehow attached to one of Columbus's relatives. I thought it was like his grandpa or his uncle or some shit. And they kind of sent him over here. Or send him on like a pointless voyage or something like that. I don't I don't know. Basically, oh. I don't think Columbus is some sort of like masterful uh, explorer. I guess is what I'm saying. No, he was actually the last person to discover America. Yeah. So he, I mean, there obviously there were Native Americans here for thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, obviously, if, if you believe science. That, that were here for thousands of years. The Vikings came here. The Polynesians came to South America. And there's theories that, well, there's Mormon theories, I guess, that the, the Jewish people made it to like Arizona, California. And there's also theories that the Japanese might have made it to Chile. But yeah, mm. it's, I mean, the real reason that Christopher Columbus uh, had his voyage financed to sail west was to go to China and India to find better trade routes to get spice and bring it back. Spice was basically the most lucrative thing. It's like, it would be like the oil. It'd be like oil nowadays or water in the future. It's okay. The big, the big, uh, the, the big trade thing that'll get you, you know, a lot of money. Then eventually the Spanish found silver and that became their God. So <laughs> they gave, they gave up uh, there. They gave up on uh, paprika and they moved down to silver, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Once they found, <laughs> Once they found their silver mine in uh, Potosi, they really got into fucking silver. So. <laughs> so throughout history, the theory of a spherical Earth has been taught to the educated upper class with the superstition and ignorance of scientific thought left heavily to the religious proletariat on this planet, which really brings us to the modern theory of the flat Earth. Hell yeah. Now this is... This is what I'm talking about, Phil. Here, this is the juicy shit. This is the shit that I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume ninety percent of our listeners have encountered on the wild jungle we call the internet. Because there's a lot of it. I've posted so many goddamn memes from them. Uh, their posts and everything. I wish I had more of them. Uh, I usually delete them, but yeah, follow me, Cody's the bub. Sometimes I post flat Earth. Mimi's on there and they're really funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, this first part of it is actually going to be surprisingly very far in the past, considered like compared to like what you thought might be the beginning of the flat earth, like the modern flat earth theory. Okay. So was this guy who we're about to talk about here a long time ago, would he refer to everybody as globe cucks? Uh, I don't know if he would say the word <laughs> globe cuck, 
But yeah, <laughs> if he was living this day, he would definitely Hell to give yeah. himself more fame and popularity. Yes, definitely. Would he be the weird guy who sends us emails thinking we're pro flat earth people? Uh, yeah, he would be definitely that guy. <laughs> so we were actually we were contemplating talking to this guy who's been sending us email after email trying to get himself onto our show. Yeah, wanting to talk about flat earth, and we were heavily thinking about having him on and then basically recording the interview and then cutting halfway in between, like during segments and just making fun of them and then going back to it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, even our dickishness has a limit. That's true. Now, any of our listeners who also subscribe to the Bumblebutt podcast will know about the occurrence of men and women in the 19th century known as charlatans. Oh, yeah. Some of my favorite people to study in history. Definitely. Now, one of these men, lesser known possibly, was Samuel Burley Robotham, born in England in 1816, was an inventor and writer, with one of his strange inventions actually being a train car that was positioned inside of a large rolling cylinder. This invention, Robotham had claimed would take all of the danger out of rail travel. He would actually go on to make the claim that the Earth was in fact flat, and that our Earth existed inside of an enclosed plane, with the sun, moon, planets, and stars rotating only a few thousand miles above the Earth. Now this is actually kind of what modern flat Earthers actually believed. He believed the same thing. Okay. He also believed in an ice wall that surrounded the oceans, which kept all of the water in. Yeah, that okay, that is a belief that I've heard from modern day uh, flat earthers. Yeah, I'm going to mention it in the latter part okay. of this episode. All right, all right. But every single, there is no, there is no central flat earth theory. Every single flat earther really has their own kind of theories. I mean, there's common tenets to the flat earth theory among everyone. And one of the most common is the enclosed plane, the enclosed flat earth, and also the ice wall. So okay. some of the biggest tent poles of this conspiracy actually came from him. So it's it it's kind of like, I guess, how, how people make their mashed potatoes. Everybody's is just slightly different. Everybody has a little bit different ingredient in theirs, don't they? That's true. Applebee's <laughs> actually makes the best because they fry up the potato skins a little bit and they Hell put it yeah. in the mashed potatoes. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so Phil's... It's the only good thing they have. <laughs> Eventually writing a 16-page pamphlet, which he titled Zetetic Astronomy, Earth Not a Globe, under the pseudonym Parallax. Hell yeah. In, in 1849, mixing several Bible verses about the Earth being flat, along with his own theories about the flat earth. Okay. Can you still get this thing? Actually, I'm going to talk about it in a little Ooh. bit, but he expanded it. He okay. expanded it a few times over the rest of his life. Okay. All right. I, I kind of would like to read this thing. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's using the pseudonym parallax. I mean, it probably back then wasn't as edgy as it sounds now. <laughs> he named himself as, a, well, I was going to say he literally named himself after a fucking type of Pokemon. Pretty I much. Think. I was trying to figure out. I mean, I did find what the definition of it is, but it sounds so cool. Like it could be a band name. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So 
parallax definition is the effect whereby the position or direction of an object appears to differ when viewed from different positions. This would be through the viewfinder of a lens of a camera or telescope. So it's basically uh, just seeing things differently. Huh. Okay. Interesting. It becomes less cool when you hear the yeah. definition. Yeah. But, it's actually like really dorky. Yeah. I just ruined it by saying that. But <laughs> yeah, the name Parallax, if somebody came out now with the pseudonym Parallax and was writing shit, you might actually read it just because of the cool name. Oh, hey, change your name to Parallax. <laughs> just we both change our names to edgy weird fucking <laughs> names like that you be parallax and i'll be something else we'll figure it out psyduck yeah there you go robothan had come to believe that the earth was flat while observing the bedford levels which are straight and narrow ditches in what he would call the bedford levels experiment in 1938 now while observing these ditches robotham noticed that he could not see the curvature of the earth in the long, flat ditches, and determined that this must mean that the earth is actually flat. Now, Robotham ha would actually do an experiment where he waded out to the middle of the canal with a telescope and observed a flag that was on top of a rowboat. Uh, it was about one meter above the bottom of the rowboat as it was sailing away from him. Now, after the boat was about six miles away, he found that he could still see the flag and made the assumption, of course, that because he could still see the flag, the Earth must not have a curve to it. Okay, I swear to God, I, I can't remember which Flat Earth documentary I've watched, but they tried something very similar to this. Yeah, you were telling me about it where yeah. they were across a lake and yep. they actually told someone to hold up a light. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and then they proved the point that it was curved and it was yeah, so the, funny. The thing is, in that experiment, they were much further away than six miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, six miles is, is not enough. And there's also another reason why he could still see the flag, which I'll mention in the future. But yeah, six miles, definitely not enough to have something go over the horizon. You know, wh what do you think it would be like to be on a planet the size of like the one Goku trains at in the first series of Dragon Ball Z? Remember King Kai's planet? Yes, I do. Like Where the, he was running around it yeah. in 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee these flat earthers would still argue with King Kai that that planet was flat. Even though you could definitely see the curve, <laughs> yeah. which was... Eight feet in front of you. Yeah. 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 So like I mentioned before about Robotham possibly being a charlatan, I should also say that he formed these claims while being the organizer of an Owenite commune, which was in fact a socialist cooperative commune in England. Mm, lots of butt stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, lots of <laughs> <laughs> lots of butt stuff. Hopefully all consensual. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot, uh, but yeah, interesting. Okay, so he basically was an inventor. He blew. He believed the Earth was flat, and he, in a roundabout way, kind of tried to start his own like hippie cult. Um, a, I wouldn't call it a hippie cult. So this was kind of when the commune idea was in its infancy. Mm. But I mean, yeah, it was kind of this idea that society was broken. And you could create these little communities where they had kind of like this perfect utopia set up. Mm. Obviously, they failed because there's no such thing as utopia. <laughs> but 
You've just never been to McDonald's play place, have you? Do you understand how much fecal matter is in those fucking ball pits? Well, hey, the stench gives you a euphoric feeling and you think you're in heaven. Yeah, and it does make your immune system a lot better. True, and you're so high off of uh, uh, Big Macs and like all the sugar and everything. You're just like, it's just like a magical place. Yeah, all of the salts and the fats (laughs) and the sugar. So the, what's that? No, no, go ahead. So the Bedford Levels are in a region of England known as the Fens or the Fensland. And one of the cities in the Fens is Ely. And that's actually the city where when we went to Scotland, uh, we parked the car and got on the train. It's it's a city with the big big cathedral. Okay. So did we like accidentally see this, uh, these Fens? Well, no, not accidentally. It's just when I lived over there, I lived so close. I was telling you about how all of the land was actually having the water pumped out of it because it's so it's so far down close to sea level that they have to pump the water out of it to keep the the land from being like a marsh. So, okay, okay, gotcha. So those ditches I was talking about were the the old method of taking water out of the fens. But now they have, you know, these massive pumps everywhere that pump the water out. Right. But. Back to the charlatan. So as Robotham would begin making speaking events, charging six pence a head to hear his speeches, though it would take some time for him to really hone his speaking and debating skills. Uh, Once he even ran away from a debate when one of the listeners asked him to explain why ships disappear over the horizon. Basically, he just kind of looked at the person asking him the question, froze, and then ran out of the room. Yeah. Because okay. he had no response. Okay. All right. So, I mean, the Flat Earth YouTubers are a little more quick to the action, but to be honest, they probably have the same reaction. Yeah. I mean, really after this, he would kind of come up with, uh, I don't know if you want to call it like his own frequently asked questions and rebuttals, but he did come up with his own rebuttals, like responses to any kind of questions he might get from a globe cuck about uh. why... Like to explain his theories or something trying to stump him. And that would also expand his book also. So he he maybe accidentally he created the uh, telemarketer like <laughs> answer prompt thing. Oh, yeah. Rebuttals. Every time I hear that <laughs> fucking word, I think about my two months as a telemarketer. Oh, that was horrible. God, that was you wanna, horrible. Oh, you want to talk about not utopia? Yeah. Oh, that Jesus. was hell. God damn Those it. Are, those are the saddest human beings I've ever seen in my entire life. <sighs> I'd rather go on a fucking camping trip with Ted Cruz than ever go back in that building again. I'd rather go back to basic training. Yeah. It was that bad. It, it's that bad. So eventually, Robotham would improve his debating abilities and even gain a following for his theories and himself, with his methods of debating relying heavily on his own quick wit and superior speaking ability to counter any challenge to his arguments. And this is much, much like we talked about him before, Ben Shapiro. Yep, yep. I saw a uh, cringy post from him today. I'm just, real quick tangent, let me tell you here. So I don't, there must be an argument going on right now. I can't, honestly, can't even keep up with him anymore about people being upset that like you can be a doctor in a lot of different things. You can have a PhD in a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. he was saying, oh, what if someone came to my house, 
they claimed they were a doctor, and uh, I had a stroke, and they I needed them to save me, and then I just died because they were a PhD in music. And I'm just like, oh my god, you are so fucking annoying, will you just go away? Yeah, I think his wife is a doctor, that's why he always talks about like medical shit. Yeah. But, yeah, one of Ben Shapiro's debating, his big debating skill is... He talks really fast. Oh, yeah. And he always has something to say. You'll notice, like, I, I thought he was a really good debater when I first started watching him. And then if you watch enough videos of his, you'll notice that it's almost like he has a rebuttals list in his head, just like we had in those cubicles. He's got it in his head. And no matter what, he can always pull one of those rebuttals and then form it to make the argument against whatever the person just said. Another one of his debating skills is just kind of talking over the other person. When oh, it's their yeah. turn to talk, he'll start talking again. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's very evident once you know that's what he's doing. Definitely. So he would spend years dodging questions, dodging challenges. However, he would eventually one day be forced to prove his theory. When he was invited to the coastal city of Plymouth to observe the Eddie Lighthouse from the shores of Plymouth, known as Plymouth Ho, through a telescope. Now, this lighthouse was about 14 miles from the shore. Robotham was told that he would only be able to observe the lantern of the lighthouse from his position. And when looking through the telescope, he was actually only able to observe about half of the lantern, which was on top of that lighthouse. Got him. Okay. So now the Kirby Enthusiasm music plays? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> However, undeterred, Robotham would make an argument that because the challengers claimed that he would be able to see the entire lantern and not just half of it, that in fact meant that he and his theory were correct and that the challengers were the ones who were wrong. Now, most likely, I couldn't find any like reporting or from newspapers or anything on what he actually said, but I did hear one uh, YouTube video, a guy he goes by the name Thoughty too. Uh, oh so most God. likely using an excuse from his book about the phenomena, which is called Perspective on the Sea, so convincingly that the onlookers of the experiment left thinking that, quote, some of the most important conclusions of modern astronomy had been seriously invalidated. <sighs> God, I, uh, this guy needs a fucking Roman swirly. Yeah. So how this perspective on the sea kind of like phenomena, supposed phenomena works is when you are on the coast and there's something far away in the ocean, the waves are actually getting in your way of seeing the object if it's uh, far enough away. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. From your perspective. I, yeah. mean, I mean, even though we, I mean, well, I guess maybe we should save what shape we believe the earth actually is, but... Regardless, I guess the waves would um, kind of differentiate heights. It'd be kind of unstable, you know, it wouldn't be like a static measurement, I guess, technically, right? Yeah, I mean, if your perspective, if you were lying flat on the ground and looking out to the ocean, then yes, the waves would distort what you were seeing because you were so low to the ground. But if you're an average size, you know, person you know I, I don't want to say what average size is but say you're like five eight to six one you're seen above the waves you're not your your view is not distorted by the waves unless they're those huge like hawaiian waves 
people surf on, then those waves would distort. But if you were just seeing normal, you know, normal, nice day, like the waves coming in, then no, they wouldn't really distort your image of the lighthouse. Um, also, what I was going to, was he looking like from the top of the lighthouse out or was he just literally looking from the ground out? He was looking, okay, so he was looking from the shore okay. out. Okay. So the lighthouse was about 14 miles away from him, out, out, like off the coast. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I should also say that that Bedford experiment that I was talking about before would be later proven false after it was argued that atmospheric refraction was actually the explanation for why the six mile long Bedford level ditch appeared to be completely flat. And atmospheric refraction is kind of like how when the sun sets, you can still see the sun. So even though you're seeing the sun setting, the sun actually set a long time ago, but because you're seeing around the earth, because just like with a glass of water, the image is being bent around the atmosphere. Just like it's being bent around the glass, you're seeing the sun, even though the sun's already set. So that's kind of the explanation of why every, that's the explanation of why the earth looks completely flat to us is because it's supposedly the atmospheric refraction. I have, I'm horrible with science and I have no idea. That's just the simplest explanation I could find was the sun and the glass. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, that, I think people kind of know what you mean. Yeah. I Yeah, you can. I mean, most people know that when the sun sets, it actually had set a long time ago. You're just seeing the. Yeah. So Robotham's influence would continue to grow along with his following, with many of his new followers not necessarily wanting to believe that the earth is flat. Instead, only wanting to prove that the Bible is literally true and that if the Bible claims that the earth is flat, well, then the earth cannot be round. And this problem still exists today. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, uh, whatever their religious practices are, that's the truth and the only truth to them. Yeah, not all flat earthers are religious zealots who believe in the literal Bible, but many of them, like nowadays, are. You'll find a lot of them who also have staunch religious beliefs. Right. Though Robotham had grown the movement significantly, he mostly focused on his miracle cure-all elixirs and the selling of his books. And after his death, he had kind of left the movement rudderless. Though after his death, Robotham's followers would create the Universal Zoletic Society on September 21st, 1892, which would eventually change its name to the Flatter Society in 1956, which actually made a huge push during the 1970s and 80s, claiming that NASA and the space shuttles were a joke and that the moon landing was, of course, a hoax because it's impossible to orbit the flat Earth. So what you essentially just described to me right now is Flat Earth Society has almost a direct parallel to the creation of the Church of Latter-day Saints. I like, mean, think about do you remember it. when we were talking about the Adventists? Yeah. The Adventist movement, kind of, not all of the Adventist movements, because there's been a ton of them, but there were some of the Adventist church that actually latched on to the flat earth theory because, of course, the Bible, literal ah. truth of the Bible, 
goes along like with how the Adventists were reading the Bible to find out when the end of the world is. So it it kind of all fits together. Anything, any theory that claims that the Bible is literally true, a lot of these religious organizations will jump onto. And I'm not saying it's all Adventists because I mean there is the core of the Adventist churches like nowadays are just pretty normal people. But just like every religion, they have their fringes. So it was some of these fringe groups, I guess, that were jumping on to this back but, in the late 1800s. But but think of it from this perspective. Okay, so Robotham, right? Let's make him Joseph Smith. Clearly a huckster. I don't know if he actually believed in it. Well, he probably believed in this, but his ultimate goal was money, which is probably yep. where you can see the miracle cure all elixirs. Um, and then the following, the universal... Uh, was a zet zealotic zealotic the universal zealotic society that gets created let's put that where mormons are and then it evolves in the flat earth society which is now the church of latter-day saints they gave it a fancier name so i don't like even the years right when when did joseph mm-hmm. smith i mean obviously it's like really stretching it but it's just like have you oh think, yeah, you mean it, you mean it formed at the same time. Well, I mean at the same time. I mean in in the early 1800s you had a huckster who ended up yeah. creating this like entire thing that's still relevant today. Oh yeah, well it's just like we were talking about uh I think a few episodes ago we were talking about hucksters and charlatans back in the 1800s. Yeah. And how much hucksters actually like their influence, and obviously Joseph Smith was one of them, you know. But it's just not to not to poo poo on anyone's fucking religious parade. But I mean, he's one of the most famous fucking charlatans, hucksters, <laughs> along, <laughs> right, right along with the creator of Scientology. Oh but yeah, oh yeah, him, him too. He's a modern version of the same fucking <laughs> same thing. Basically old, the same old Elrond. Yeah. I was trying to remember his name. I couldn't think of his name. I I mention I say his name probably twice a week, but making fun of him. You but. say LRH, man. LRH. Old yeah. LRH. Yeah, hell yeah. Though the society's membership and popularity would bounce back dramatically during the 1970s and 1980s, that influence would soon fade, not again gaining momentum until a new invention would introduce the world as a whole to the flat earth theory oh yeah i can't wait to hear this because this is literally where we are right now yeah and i'm i'm going to go after this i'm going to go kind of into the nuts and bolts but i just really wanted to get this part because i saw a bunch of good internet articles psychology articles and i kind of formed them all together so kind of like what the idea is of why people believe in flat earth and a lot of these big conspiracy theories like the crazy ones the crazy Mm -hmm. big ones Mm mm-hmm well, crazy and crazy big, but the dawn of the digital age and the advent of the internet led to many changes in how the mechanisms of society and culture fundamentally work, with some of those changes not becoming apparent until recently. Now, YouTube, a cornerstone of the internet and the standard bearer for video sharing on the internet, feeds its users' content based on videos that they have already watched feeding them the media that inevitably would keep them watching more and more videos and more importantly, more and more advertisements using what are known as algorithms. Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, YouTube is amazing. I'm not going to lie. I love YouTube, but 
you've done it. I've done it. Uh, sometimes you get in a YouTube hole. You just kind of get lost in the regions yep. of YouTube you probably shouldn't be in. Um, just like, not because they're like, you know, stuff you shouldn't be looking at, but it's just like such stupid videos. You're like, why am I watching this? They get more and more like progressively just weirder and mm-hmm. worse. And mm-hmm. It's, I'm going to mention it in a, in a minute, but it's, it's by design. Gotcha. Okay. So these algorithms, as they're called, though created for the purpose of advertisement revenue, had some unintended consequences, leading viewers down what are known as rabbit holes, where the viewer watches video after video, recommended by the algorithm, getting stranger and stranger with every new video, until the user doesn't even remember what they were originally watching or searching for in the first place. (laughs) The story of Phil. (laughs) Just put this on your fucking grave. Well, I mean, <laughs> until the user doesn't even remember what they're originally watching, it's 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 so common because it's by design. Well, I mean, it's it's the design of it was ad revenue, mm-hmm. but an unintended consequence of the design was people just going on these long rabbit holes, and you hear about it all the time. People talking about you know they're tired the next day at work, and it's like, oh man, what the fuck happened to you? Why are you so tired? They're like, oh, I was up watching YouTube, and all of a sudden now. Like, I don't believe we actually landed on the moon anymore. You know, you are, look, I'm going to tell everybody something that I was somebody recently told me about. And if you give it a Google, they had AI generated porn, right? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like they it's it's like the AI like fuses all these pictures together. And it creates like an abomination. And it's just like, I don't know. You should look at, look at, look it up. It's just like kind of really creepy. I don't know how this AI thinks that's porn or something. I don't know what it is. It's very creepy. I can't even imagine what a computer would come up with. Because you would have to think it would just, like it's making chili at a public school (laughs) for lunch. It's just taking all of the porn on the internet mashing it up and throwing what should be garbage into this pot yeah and then you're seeing what comes out and it must be just horrific it is it's just picture like it's fused pictures and it's really scary kind of that is so fucking weird because i mean (laughs) there's porn on the internet that most people don't even know exists that's just there to like shock people oh yeah and some people you know beat their meat to it too but it's just fucking horrific shit (laughs) So when the original video that the user was watching happened to be a conspiracy theory video or something of the like, perhaps maybe the Kennedy assassination or 9-11, the algorithm would see that you were interested in conspiracies and would feed you more and more videos about other conspiracies, eventually pushing you to much different and much more strange videos. And this was really in an effort to just give you what you want. And you were doing this in exchange for watching those all-important advertisements. However, if the user's conspiracy theory of choice or the rabbit hole had led them to, say, perhaps the faked moon landing, the algorithm would eventually introduce the watcher to the Flat Earth Conspiracy, which has a major tentpole being that NASA is a fake government program and is only there to perpetuate the lies of the round earth conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, uh, round earth cucks, all this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this is kind of what I'm taking out of what you're saying. And 
I don't mean this offensively to anybody, but like Phil and I, I would say we've navigated the depths of YouTube enough and the weird videos and I've watched so many weird documentaries. Like we're able to decipher what reality is and what the video is so we can, (laughs) but there's certain people who are just like prone to being, uh, I guess, what would the word be here? Just like convinced by the stuff they see. Blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Based. I mean, essentially we've, as Americans, we literally watch this happen on like a big scale that led to the fucking insurrection at the Capitol. But like literally that is YouTube rabbit holes, confusion on like a big scale. Well, I'll mention in a little bit, okay. the, like the social media sites, the things mm-hmm. that kind of, the the trail that possibly these flat earth videos could give you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so just to lightly explain what the round earth conspiracy is, it states that all of the world's governments, scientists, astronauts, and most importantly, NASA. Never a straight answer? Never a straight answer. Yep, yeah, you got yeah. it right. You're on my mind. Oh, I've yeah. been involved in massive conspiracy to cover up the fact that the world is flat. And in fact, Conspiracy states that NASA was created to perpetuate the round earth conspiracy using Hollywood filmmakers to create zero G scenes and spacewalks in studios, distorting images of the earth or taking pictures from their near earth orbits using what are called fish eye lenses. And this is in order to make the earth appear like it has a curve, even though it's flat. Mm, Kind of like certain genes Ah, uh, that make people look like they've got a butt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the planet has hip-hugging genes to make it look round, but it's actually flat. Yeah, if you kind of think about one of those funhouse mirrors mm. that make you look short and fat because of how concave the mirror is, or convex, whatever one, whichever one, actually, which one doesn't make you tall and thin, which makes you short and fat, uh-huh. basically makes you like that. Kind of makes the earth seem like it has a curve to it. Whenever, if you see, I saw a lot of going through like Twitter, and every time like NASA or an astronaut will post a picture of the earth from the International Space Station, you'll always see some flat earthers on there saying, Oh, nice use of a fisheye lens or something like that. So, yikes. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to assume you might be going, we might continue talking about um, why they believe. Well, I was going to say, like, it doesn't make much sense to, like, you and I, why NASA would go to all this trouble to keep up this lie, I guess. Um, But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that episode of South Park with the underwear gnomes. Mm. It's like, first, we steal the underwear. Second third profit you know it's i i couldn't really find a straight answer of why all of these world governments and it's it has something to do you mentioned like before about hiding god from us or something like that maybe that's one of the views but i couldn't see why you would dump all this money into nasa and all these science programs and everything to hide the fact that the earth was flat yeah i I mean I mean, honestly, you nailed it on the head to me. I was like, it's got to be something about hiding the truth of God or the Bible or I don't, I don't fucking know. I, I really don't. 
or keeping us in our shackles or yeah. making us think that I, I saw one of the one of the more prevalent theories was that they're actually NASA is a fake program and these these rockets are going up into the air and then they're coming down in the ocean and then they're using the profits from this fake can you know this fake nasa this, these fake space programs all these governments are siphoning the profits from not actually putting the funding into going to the moon sending telescopes to look for other uh, stars and planets around other stars so they're kind of like it's almost like the elite and the politicians are siphoning money siphoning all this funding the, that's what the scientists that's the scientists are siphoning this funding also so that's well, one of them but man they must really hate people like bezos and fucking uh elon musk who are like doing their own space exploration or whatever or attempting to without nasa they're already yeah. rich so what are they siphoning who are they siphoning money from i i have no idea themselves maybe maybe it's a yeah. big like cooking the books thing <laughs> And the government can't go after them because then the government would be admitting that the earth isn't round. It's flat. You know, maybe it's something yeah. like that. I did also see there was a theory of why the United States and Russia were doing high altitude nuclear bombings, like basically sending nukes into the upper atmosphere and blowing them up. They claimed that it wasn't to test the nukes. They claimed that it was actually to try to destroy or break through the layer that encases the flat earth. That's what they were claiming. Ah, okay. Yeah, that, that, okay. I'm yeah. convinced now there's flat problem solved right there. There it is. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's not, it's not exactly a tent pole of, you know, the round earth or flat earth conspiracy, but it's one of those things well, just like I was talking about before, everyone kind of has their own little ideas and their own little conspiracies. It's just everyone kind of it's kind of like a make your own adventure thing, really, when you look into this, because no, like flat earthers don't agree with with uh, globe tards. But flat earthers, they don't agree with each other about flat earth and they'll argue with each other on some of these <laughs> Internet forums about like the truth about flat earth. And yeah, it's. It's, it's it's pretty weird. Little maybe, weird thing. Maybe you literally just explained humans, some humans innate issue with never being able to not or not being able to ever accept that they possibly could be wrong about something. You know what it kind of reminds me of? How everyone was pissed off about how Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. And everyone was saying what you heard a lot about, like everyone who was watching it, you heard a lot of people giving their own little theories about how it should have ended. And it usually was their theory about how it would end, but it didn't come true, obviously, because no one it no one wanted Bran to be king. But everyone wanted something different. So it's almost like everyone wants to be the writer of this conspiracy theory. Very good. Fan I fiction. love th I love that analogy, actually. Yeah, I just came up with that while I was saying it. But <laughs> yeah, so inevitably, a belief in the flat earth theory leads to ridicule and shame from friends, family, and acquaintances alike, leading the new believer to kind of recluse inside the internet, searching for a community outside of their physical surroundings, finding it in the second reason for the spread of the flat earth conspiracy. And that would be, of course, social media. Yeah, yeah, I mean... If we're being honest here, let's let's be fair. First off, essentially what you just described is what 
QAnon has created, right? Um, yeah. a, a society of like fringe beliefs um, and all of that. Now, we'll say this. The internet's great. And I would say as far as like if there's lonely people or like people who are into hobbies, maybe they live in an area where they can't find others who are or something like people connecting for that purpose is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's when they get together and there's like a toxic group thought that it gets yeah. really bad. And I'm not saying flat earth society is toxic, but they've all convinced themselves that they're right and they can only be the thing that's right. And I think that's a little not great. Yeah, there's definitely a tribalism aspect that comes uh-huh. into it. And that's with a lot of fucking internet communities. And that's that's the whole fucking spectrum. All the way from flat earth going to something normal, like a fan site of like Marvel Comics or you know, Star Wars or something like that. If you if you get down into those little groups, they can become toxic. I mean, I was I, actually we're oh, we're, we're literally kind of in one of our own. Um, you know, like the the little podcasters community uh, uh, on social media. Honestly, we're we're like head over heels in that. But everybody is very nice, and well, most of them are very nice, very kind, very supporting. And it's not like some sort of real toxic community. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like we've met or not met in real life with some people we've met in real life. But yeah, we it's it's kind of funny. There's this huge web of like podcasters and we kind of have this little corner, like this little tiny little group of our own. But then when you look back and see like kind of like the six degrees of separation between Kevin Bacon. It's just like how big that web is. But yeah, everyone's very nice. Fans yeah, absolutely. and other podcasters alike. Absolutely. I, I love it. But if it turned into, you know, like QAnon or something, I'd be like, I'm I'm not being involved in this. Yeah, there's kind of a reason why we don't really associate as much with other conspiracy theory podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, that reason. They, they like to just let themselves go and... And dive in their head first. We're more of a, uh, we like to keep level-headed and try to like look at stuff like objectively, I guess. Yeah. I was actually going to tell a story, uh, kind of an experience I had with not much shame kind of deal. But so I actually, it was probably about five or six years ago. uh, I was on the internet, like looking up YouTube videos and I got caught in a rabbit hole. And it led me to a Hollow Earth video. And the reason why I kept watching it wasn't because the information was good. It was total bullshit. But the video, the really YouTube at the time didn't have the best videos on it. Like you might find some gems, but it's not like today with all the video editing and the audio. This was expertly put together. It looked like it could be on the Discovery Channel. It was so good. The next day at work, I was actually mentioning to someone I saw this video and I couldn't believe how well put together, how good the audio, how good everything was. And I told him it was a, uh, it was a hollow earth video, a hollow earth theory video. And he made fun of me because I believed in hollow earth. And I said, no, 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 I don't believe in it. I'm just saying when I was watching it, I couldn't believe how well it was put together. I think it's total bullshit. And then he continued, told other people and they were making <laughs> fun of me too. And I could see how, if you actually came to someone with like this flat earth theory, and you got all that ridicule, how you might, if you weren't like a strong person, how you might like just kind of burrow yourself into your shell. Right. You know. Right. Hey, great point, Phil. 
Yeah. A lot of people who deserved a punch in the face did not get a punch in the face that day, <laughs> but I held off. I feel proud of myself. Social media offers users finding themselves on the fringe of society, a community of like-minded individuals, able to silence outsiders and build up the confidence of its members that feel as if the others are constantly attacking them. In turn, giving them the strength to stand out and stand up for themselves in the face of criticism of the real world. Now they do this by burying themselves in these social media groups, and the users will eventually find themselves living in what is known as the bubble, no longer shown anything other than what they already have subscribed to, living in the echo chamber which is when you are only surrounded with like-minded voices reverberating throughout the groups with the social media algorithms drowning out any dissenting opinions. Yeah, I I actually didn't... I just thought of this as you were kind of talking about this. Some of these groups, uh, and this isn't just Flat Earth, this goes for a lot of groups. They kind of, if like um, bec- the victim complex... Yes. Uh, or we're making yourself the persecuted one with a swimming pool. This would be, you know, they dive in the deep end and they do not get out of that water because it's like it, it emboldens them by being like, oh, look at all these people making fun of us. You know, clearly we're the ones smarter than them because why are they jealous of our or whatever fucking reason that comes up in their head? Yeah, definitely over the past year, the past four years, 2016, you definitely saw people dividing themselves into tribes and right. in these internet communities. And it's not just conspiracy theory, flat earth. It's like we were talking about before. Everyone seems to have these little tribes. The problem is you really get into the echo chamber where yeah. all you're hearing is the same voices, Facebook, Instagram, I mean, if you only subscribe to certain people's everything, and it's Netflix does the same thing. Uh, if you watch certain videos, the thing that will be on top of your headline will be uh, different than what's on top of my headline. So when someone sees someone else's Netflix, they'll be like, oh, that's weird. That looks nothing like my Netflix page. It's because it's only showing you what it thinks you want to see. And mm. social media, Facebook, Instagram, they all do the same thing. Right. Yeah, that's why uh, I we've joked about it before, but uh, before I think we had each like separate profiles on my Netflix, <laughs> my oh, mom yeah. would be like, why is it always horror movies and like <laughs> paranormal documentaries on here? Like none of my shit is on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she probably thought at that time, oh, wow, all Netflix is is just horror documentaries uh-huh. and murder shows. <laughs> uh-huh. Hell yeah. So this sense of community and acceptance may even turn the individual, someone who originally would have laughed at the thought of such an insane and backwards worldview, into a warrior for the cause, debating globetards on internet forums and comment sections, attending flat earth conventions in person, and even joining social groups supporting the flat earth theory, possibly even creating their own internet content now exposing the world to their supposed truth, a true warrior for the cause. And this is not only for Flat Earth. This is for like a lot of them. Uh, Pizzagate, Adrenochrome, you know, just there's a lot of them now. It's not just Flat Earth. But. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of weird how they do, like people who you'd never expect to believe this stuff kind of get like sucked into it. You know what I mean? Very weird. Yeah, 
it's kind of like TikTok. If you watch TikTok long enough, you're going to start creating your own TikTok videos and right. become one of those people. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. I, if I'm being honest, I've never ran into someone who actually believes this or has talked about this. Um, now, uh, or, or even flat earth, I mean, QAnon people. Yeah. I've met some of them flat earth people. I never have now. Jordan, the mythical uh, creature who allegedly used to be on Bubba Bubba podcast, he claims at the bar one time he ran into one. He's like, you ever heard of this flat earth theory? And he <laughs> said he just was like he had to walk away from him. Stumble away from yeah. him. Yeah. So, so I, I don't I, I don't. Have you met any of them? No, I've like I, like you said, I've met plenty of QAnon people. I've met quite a few. The problem is, like, in the first paragraph of, like, me reading this podcast, I was talking about how some of the some of the conspiracy theories that we go through are all over the spectrum. So some are completely fucking insane, like this one. And then some are very, very possible, like, say, the Princess Diana murder. Right. Or, yes, you know, that conspiracy. And then there's the ones in between 50-50. QAnon is more, even though it's insane, it's far from flat earth. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to find a lot more QAnon people. 9-11, far from that. You're going to find a lot more 9-11, you know, people who believe that 9-11 was a conspiracy against, you know, the United States. It was, you know, remote controlled planes, what have you. Whatever, whatever the 9-11 people want to believe. So you're really on that spectrum. It's kind of that, uh, it's a sliding scale. The crazier it is, the less people are going to be believing in it. So flat earth, out there looking for Sasquatch if you're looking for a flat earth person right yeah and plus this is just my opinion but I feel like flat earth has one of the weakest if you think of an uh, effect and a cause right for a conspiracy theory 9-11 you can see why people uh, think it was inside job QAnon you can see why people believe that because they have a their democratic voters whatever this NASA burying billions, trillions of dollars to keep this lie going just has just such a weak argument. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to close with might kind of explain okay. why this is so, I mean, it's flat earthers claim that there's believers all around the world. It's like that little joke, but it's, I'll kind of say it right now. There's with flat earth, there's a lot of people who it's like the same spectrum but there is a there's a large group in the flat earth society the people who believe in flat earth who actually believe it wholeheartedly believe it and not just because they're monetizing it and making content they're actually believing it then there's also a group who are just kind of going along they're just mostly trolling mm, mm -hmm. they're kind of like it's almost like they're like playing hacky sack they're just kind of keeping the ball in the air just for their own amusement, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to tell. It's very hard to tell how many flat earth believers there are on earth because a lot of them won't really come out as flat earth people. But it's also even harder to tell of the people who actually believe in flat earth, which ones like actually, actually believe in it, which ones aren't just trolling, which one, like who's in on the joke and who's not in on the joke. You know what's interesting that you mentioned that? That reminds me of this one guy I knew. Now, I, I think you might be able to correlate it 
with what you just said. So mm. he used to ironically listen to <laughs> this guy named Jesse Lee Peterson. And to be honest, he's like a very right wing guy, mm-hmm. but he makes kind of makes QAnon or let's say his right wing crazy politics kind of make very mild compared to like QAnon and stuff. Um yeah. But even still, he says some just barbaric, archaic shit, right? Now, this guy, he was listening to his podcast and everything just kind of because it was funny because it was so stupid. But then, over time, he started, like, believing some of this stuff. Or he started agreeing with some of this. So I almost wonder if, like, the trolls, like you said, got too deep. And now they're like, I'm kind of believing this shit because I'm kind of having a good time here. They dug themselves yeah. in a little too deep. Uh-huh. It's kind of, well, it makes me think of uh, the people who I don't really meet them much in Phoenix, but they were, there were more of them when I was living in St. Paul up with you was the people who drink or listen to certain music, ironically, or drink Pabst Blue Ribbon, ironically, they're still drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon, right? Even if you're drinking it, ironically, you, you must have a taste for it if you're drinking it, right? You know? Right. It's uh some I think sometimes people get sucked into these vortexes like <laughs> without yeah. even realizing it. I'm sure I've done it before. I'm sure you've accidentally <laughs> done it before. It's just uh it I don't know, it just happens sometimes. Nickelback. It no, happens to don't talk about them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's so popular to hate Nickelback on the internet. I mean I don't yeah, know either. They make they make terrible music, but back in the day they sold a lot of albums. Yeah. Like, there were people listening to them back in the day. If you listen to any music from like 20 years ago, you're going to think it's bad compared to what they have now. Right, right. But, I mean, the shit, some of the shit they have now is pretty fucking terrible, but <laughs> I'm old though. So of course I think that. So how I'm going to kind of end this is I'm just going to go through kind of some of the main, like I said before, all flat earthers believe in Kind of the same, but a lot of different things. So I'm just going to go some of the main tent poles just to kind of explain what Flat Earth is. And then we're just going to finish this off. So the first thing is obviously, like I mentioned before, the ice wall. Yep. The ice wall is very important in keeping the oceans in, apparently, and not falling off of the edge of the Earth. Right. Um, I actually thought that the the way that I kind of thought the ice wall w- came about before I found out about Robotham. So this is like three weeks ago I thought this. I thought that they actually looked at a picture of the the world on a flat map and saw how long Antarctica is on the bottom and thought that that's actually as big as Antarctica is, is that that long strip of land, that it's not just a, like an island. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of one of the main tent poles is the ice wall. Yeah, the and ice wall. You'll yeah. pretty much hear that on almost every single video or art, read it in every article that you click all, through. All the pictures and all that shit. Yeah. I should also mention my Google. I've definitely fucked up my algorithm. Because uh, now all of my Google stories are starting to be like a lot of weird, like flat earth stuff. I mean, I've fucked it up in the past with all these conspiracies, but yeah, it's worse this week I've noticed. You just got to so. get back to your WWE stuff. Yeah. I just got to look at like <laughs> SNL skits. I <laughs> look up a lot go. of SNL skits to keep my YouTube kind of balanced a little bit so it's not all just weird fucking conspiracy shit another one is like i mentioned before the dome that surrounds the flat earth yeah basically 
it's a lot of them that I saw either had that the dome has little pinholes where light comes through and that's what we see as stars. I also saw ones that had kind of like the stars were almost not attached to it, but projected onto it. Uh, hmm. Basically that basically that the stars and constellations that we see that the whole thing rotates. And that's why it appears as if the, the stars and constellations are rotating around us oh, okay. is because the dome rotates. Ah. Oh, okay. So that's a pretty terrible theory, but continue on though. Yeah, I know. It's all pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> so another one is that the sun is actually only a few thousand miles above us. It's a lot smaller than what we believe the sun is, which is a star. That it's actually rotating in a large circle over the earth, and that's the explanation of the time of day. Hmm. So... The, okay. the moon is also up there, too, and it rotates around. Okay. Now, I, I don't know if you've included this, but my understanding is only the Earth's flat. All the rest of them are round. Yeah, I was going to I wasn't really going to talk about that much. The, but yeah, there is the explanation of why the moon, how you can tell that's a sphere is and basically saying that Mars, Jupiter, the moon, all of these like planetary bodies or planets are round, but the flat earth is flat. Mm, that's another, yep. that's another one that I wasn't really going to go into, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just doing a few of them. No, so. no, no, you're good. Keep going. So another one I was just going to mention is that in order to explain gravity, they claim that the flat earth actually moves up. And I didn't really want to go into the math of it very much, but it accelerates at a constant rate. Just like how when you're in a car, when you're at a red light and then you step on the gas, you get sucked into the back of your seat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you make it, when you make it up to 45, though, you're not sucked into your seat anymore. You can you can move around because you're now going 45 miles an hour along with the car, right? But they're saying that the Earth constantly accelerates, keeps us sucked down onto the Earth. Mm, okay. Yeah, and honestly, it's probably better you don't do their math because I can guarantee it's just probably a bunch of made-up horse shit, so I, I don't think you have to worry too much about that. Yeah, well, it basically, it involves with how fast everything falls to the Earth. Mm, okay. But the math of it's kind of boring, so I'm not, I'm not really going to go into that. Yeah. But basically, in order to not break the barrier of the speed of light... They kind of involve Einstein's theory of relativity. So ah. they because obviously if something accelerates at a constant rate for eternity, then it's gonna eventually break the speed of light. So Okay. I guess you you throw Einstein in there and all of a sudden it's like oh, proof positive. Yeah. Proof positive yeah. here. Oh yeah, Einstein was a smart guy. No, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Just like with the Greeks from twenty three hundred years ago. They threw Pythagoras in there just to give their own little theory credibility So <laughs> about the round earth. There you go. But yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't even have to ask you what you think about it because I already I already know. Yeah, I mean, you, is there anything that kind of stands out that no, you maybe didn't know? I mean, I, I mean, I, how like the roots of the history, especially for the modern movement, I think was mm. kind of eye opening, especially since it essentially came from a man who existed in the early 1800s. Um, and, and it's kind of fascinating how it's evolved into, 
you know, obviously the year 2020, this stuff is very relevant. People are actively believing in this. It's just kind of, uh, like you said, sometimes you can't, there's people who definitely believe in it. And then you have people who kind of believe in it and trolls who might've gotten sucked into it. And then I think there might be another category of people who are so far deep that they might not believe it anymore, but they don't want to admit admit that they're wrong. Um, I think there's a big portion of them as well. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. I It would take so much convincing to have me believe the Earth's flat. I really just, I really just don't think that's possible. Um, you know, but people no. always want to be different, and you know think they're more woke than everybody else and whatever else, you know, it's, you never going to escape that in humanity. It happens in conspiracy theories. It happens in religions. It happens in goddamn everywhere. And I think that's essentially what this flat earth is. And, uh, but yeah, what do, what do you think, Phil? I really do like what you were saying about how there, you believe there are some people who maybe don't believe in it anymore, but they've tied so much of their existence to it. And everyone knows that they're everyone that they know knows that they're a flat earther. So if they went back on it now, the ridicule would not only return, but it would come back so many times exponentially more. Yeah. Because now, not only did they once believe in something crazy, they went back on it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it kind of reminds me of so let let's view the graph of like religious indoctrination, right? This goes for any religion, all right any belief system for let's take you and I, for example, we were essentially forced into it at a young age and you kind of get a sweet spot in between, eh, let's say 14 to like 25. Okay. And you can get out of it and you can use excuse of like a, you know, I might've been a dumb kid or something like that, you know, Uh, or you look back like, Jesus, this shit was just like drilled into my fucking head. But once you get too old, it's very hard to back out because you've devoted so much of your time into it. Yeah, it was about seven or eight years old for me. So <laughs> well, luckily, okay. I got, luckily, I was uh, I checked out of it when I was about what second grade. Yeah. So okay. right after the first, we the first time we had to do confession, and it's just like, why am I confessing my fucking sins to this fucking just some dude? Yeah. You know, like yeah. who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying like, I think you get to the point where you're just in too deep and you can't back out anymore because you've tried to perpetuate your belief on other people so hard. It's just like, you can't then go apologize to them afterwards. Well, a lot of people. So when I was just kind of thinking about this while you were saying that a lot of people who actually had to come out to their like friends and families as a flat earther, and that was their community. And then that community dissolved. Yeah. And then they found this internet community on social media. So now they'll have to come out to their internet community that they're not actually a flat earther anymore. And that same, like that PTSD shit will come back. Yeah. That yeah. same, that same, like being left out in the cold and they'll just have no one. So who knows the, they might just be holding on just to be able to hold on to whatever they now have in this internet community. What gives well, them, you know, before our closing comments here, I'm going to say this. If you are in a fringe conspiracy group, flat earth, QAnon, whatever, um, Trump supporter. Yeah, that <laughs> literally 
face your fears, back out of there, admit you are wrong, people will accept you again, and you can just put all of that behind you and just say, man, I don't know how I got involved in this shit, but I need to get out of here. Just just like an addict of some kind. You can admit it was a mistake. I need to get out of here. You know what? It's never too late. That's a sub D inspirational comment right there. It's never too late to get out of it. Yeah. Just just get into other shit. You yeah. Know? Maybe yeah. like sports or yeah. drinking or something like that. <laughs> just go well, find other hold avenues on. for your... Hold on, Phil. Drinking on a non-alcoholic level, let's say that. A, he- a healthy amount of alcohol. There, there you go. There you it's, go. It's fine. All right. Be, so- respond, be an adult about it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Since it's our 100th episode, we need to thank our Patreon so much. Thank you so much for supporting us. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, We have new people coming on board all the time. I believe I have gotten everyone their stickers and all that, and we've had our content pumping on there. Unfortunately, we've been a little lacking this week, and you can put that all on me. Uh, Phil knows about it behind the scenes. I've had a hellacious week that is still has about four more days left to go in it. Um, after this week, I will a lot of my time will be freed up again. It's just yeah. working two podcasts and everything else gets a little chaotic sometimes. But uh, thank you so much. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash subliminal deception. You can join at any level. I believe we have 10 videos up currently. We'll have a new one up next week. Otherwise, if you can't find it, if that doesn't work for some reason go over subliminaldeception.com there's a direct link to our patreon now what else can they do on our website phil well they can get a hold of us using the link that goes directly to our email they can find the chat box all they have to do is put their name and the body of their message in there that is on www.subliminaldeception.com if you want to get a hold of us the old-fashioned way with our Gmail account. It is subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Probably the best way to get a hold of us, though, what we both check constantly is on our Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. On there all the time. Love hearing from everybody. Love the ideas for episodes. Keep them coming. Cody and I both have our own Instagrams. Mine is sdpodphil. Cody, you got one? Yeah, uh, follow my personal Instagram at Cody Zabob. As mentioned during the episode, I do find uh, Flat Earth memes and stuff or Flat Earth comments. I do post on there when I see them. So those are funny. The last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes, leave the show a five-star review. It doesn't really matter what you say. Just type, uh, you stupid globe cucks. I hate you. Or if you're a Spotify user, just hit the follow button. It's allegedly like a iTunes reviews. Thank you so much to all the people who have already taken time out of their day to do that for us. I hope you've enjoyed the show 100 episodes now. Uh, let's Here's to 100 more, right, Phil? Yep, definitely. We're going for it. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. 